go. Let's go ahead, and uh, as we have, uh, have gotten in the practice of, let's go ahead and say this verse together a few times, and we'll take away some of those words, and uh, we'll see if we can't start getting this into our heads so that it can trickle down into our hearts. All right, so let's say this together, shall we? Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, so we'll take away a few of those words. Let's say this again, shall we? Romans 6, 23. For the... I'm sorry, when the guy who's supposed to be doing it messes up, that's really bad. I was about to say for the free gift. <laughs> All right, let me try that again. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, one more time, shall we? Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And uh, what we are looking at today is, is the wages. For the wages of sin is death. And, and that is not a mistake. You know, we were taught uh, subject-verb agreement, right? Wages is a plural. Is is a singular but that's on purpose. That's on purpose. It's the way it is. We have uh, looked over the last two weeks as we've been going down the Romans road. First, in, as we said earlier in the welcome, Romans 3.23 told us that we are sinners. This is the, the, the beginning of our walk with Christ, coming to faith. At some point, somebody had to point out to you and, and confirm in what was already probably apparent in your heart even if you didn't have the words for it, or maybe you were old enough that you did, but we are sinners. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody has. And the first step of coming to faith in Jesus Christ is to recognize this divide, that we are sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God. The second one last week we focused on the fact that Christ died for us. That God has shown us His love that uh, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. With, without any necessarily a guarantee of saying, okay, if I do this, this person will do that. But no, it's, a, it's an action fully in Jesus Christ. That, that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. And today we are looking at why did he die? Why did he have to die for us? And Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. And, and so the reason why Jesus had to die for us is, be, is, is tied up with this idea of the wages of sin. Because we are sinners and the wages of sin is death, Jesus had to die for us. Because our, our, this, this, this idea of our wages, the uh, result of our sin, is death. But the word, the word there, wages, is, a, is a, it's an interesting word in this context. 
Wages are something that you earn. Wages are something that you're given for certain work. Right? You either do things for free, pro bono, or you do them for wages, for pay. And the word wages that is used there, it, it comes from the word for meat. Opson. It, it means meat. So the idea of wages is, is literally that which you're going to consume, that which you're going to eat, that which you're going to live off of. The, the word is also used and it's connected with words for a little fish or to buy. So when you talk about wages, what are, we, what are we really talking about? We're talking about the things that we need so that we can live, so that we can survive. You go to work and you're paid something. That, that thing that you're paid is what you go out then and you buy meat with. You buy food with it. You buy sustenance. You live off of it. You have earned it so that you might keep going. But Paul tells us that the wages of sin, when we sin, when we miss the mark, the wages, what we earn, is death. That each one of us, we have earned death through our sin. Isn't that a, an interesting to think of? That the word wages means what, what keeps you alive. In essence, you know, in a way that that it is what you're going to buy food so that you can live, and yet what we earn through our sin is death. the 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 wages, the very thing that's supposed to keep you going, is actually killing you. And it's not just in the end time. It's not just when you when you when when you come to the end of your life, death. Remember the the word for death can mean spiritual or physical death. When when God told Adam that if he ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in that day, he would die. Well, if you noticed, Adam was alive the next day. He lived over 800 years after that. He had plenty of life, apparently. But I believe God was being truthful. I believe God meant when He said, you will die. Because He did die. His relationship with God was severed. And if you recall, what is the first thing that God did after pronouncing judgment on Adam and Eve and the serpent was He made clothing for them out of animal skins. The very first sacrifice. God killed other creatures, skinned them, and then covered the nakedness of Adam and Eve with those animal skins. That was the very first sacrifice and God is the one who committed it. Not a sacrifice as a burnt offering, you know, smoke going up, but he killed animals. He brought death to them. Took their skins and wrapped Adam and Eve in them so they could be covered, so they could be protected from the elements. And he kicked them out of the garden. And every day, every day they experience death. You and I, every day, we experience death. We experience death in the fact that we don't seem to get along with one another like we should. You know, we can be short with one another. We can be terse. We can be selfish. We can be angry. All these things are a living death. 
We are dead in our sins. We are dead in our trespasses. And that death, that, that sin that we commit, it, it's earning death for us every day. And, and, and it's kind of like being a sharecropper who has to buy everything from the, 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 the landowner's store. Right? It doesn't matter how good your crop is, when you go and you give back a portion and then you get to keep some, but then you've got to buy your seed and then you've got to buy your tools or maybe you have to rent the plow from him, the next thing you know, you're in debt. And you have to work another year. And then you have to work another year. And then you have to work another year. And your debt is just hanging over you and you never can get out of it. No matter how hard you work, no matter how good your crops are, you're always going to be in debt to the landowner. And that's the way our, our sin works. That's the way the wages of our sin is. It is, it is death. All, all that we earn from all of our sin is wrapped up in the idea of death. All the wages of sin is death. And remember, wages are something that's supposed to keep you going. Wages are what keep you alive. When you get your paycheck, you know, and, and, and sometimes we, we live paycheck to paycheck, right? One of the worst things that they've created is payday loans. You can get your money early. Just bring your paycheck when it finally shows up. And we'll just take a cut. Never get ahead that way. Wages keep us alive. Keep us going. But the wages of sin, they're killing us. It's death. Whereas in contrast to that, we have the free gift of God. Now, wages are something you earn. We can't earn salvation, can we? No, this is a free gift from God. The word there, there for free gift is, um, if my eyes can find it, charisma. Where we get the word charisma from. Okay, Charis is grace. Charisma is a grace gift given to you. It's something you haven't earned. It's not something that you're good enough for. If anything, and I was talking to Amy yesterday, I said, I'm really struggling with this free gift. Aren't all gifts free? And here's where I'm going to go with it. I might get a gift from my family because they love me. And we're in a family together. Sometimes I get gifts from people in my family that don't really love me, but we have an obligation. We do Secret Santa. They drew my name. they got to give me a gift whether they know what I like or not. Right? We're family. I, I, there's, there's a sense where I have earned that gift, not by my actions, not by how great I am to be around, but just because I'm a member of the family. Now, a different kind of gift, though, would be if I went out and got a Christmas gift and gave it to some stranger on the street who I didn't know from Adam. Why am I doing that? Uh, at least within the family, there's reason for giving one another gifts. Maybe as a church family, we give one another gifts at times. But a, a, a person who is a stranger, or better yet, an enemy. An enemy. Somebody who hates me. Somebody who detests me. Somebody who is constantly working against me, fighting against me. Now that is a gift has not been earned. That is a free gift. That is charisma. That is grace gift. And that is what God is giving us 
And what He is giving us that is a free gift is eternal life. Whereas, whereas wages are supposed to give us life, unfortunately the wages of sin give us death. But here comes God. We are living in death. We are paying off the debt of death and we can't ever get out of that debt. And here comes God. And God offers us life in Jesus. Eternal life. Uh, ageless life. Life that will continue and go on and on and on. He has offered us eternal life, not through, but in Jesus. This is the great thing that God has done, that, that we truly don't deserve it. We haven't earned it. We haven't done good enough. We aren't going to be good enough. And He has given us this free gift. It's not even a gift of Father to His children. Now we get those kind of gifts too. When we accept Jesus Christ and we believe in Him, we get what we call the spiritual gifts. We get gifts given to us by God through the Holy Spirit to empower us to serve one another and to serve Him. But this gift, the gift of salvation, even though we view ourselves as children, we have to remember that while we were yet sinners, He did this. While we were in rebellion against Him, while we did not desire to have anything to do with God, He desired to have something to do with us. And He gives us life in Jesus Christ. He gives us eternal life. He offers us this gift that we cannot earn, cannot pay back. That's what He is telling us. So, so why does Jesus have to die on the cross? Why is it so important in Romans 5.8 that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us? Because this is how God brings about this gift. It says that this is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice it's God acting. It's God who gives. The free gift of God. It's not the free gift of Jesus. It's the free gift of God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. How does He obtain that for us? What did He do that God can give Him this gift? He couldn't, I mean, in our minds, we think, well, why didn't God just decide to forgive everybody, right? Why couldn't He just do this? Why, did he, why didn't He do that? Why did He have to send Jesus to the cross? Well, because the death is what we owe. We have that debt. We have those wages coming to us. That payment is coming to us. Those wages are coming, and we're dead. We are dead and we're dying. And at some point, we're going to die. And then at some point after that death, we're going to be set up in, in, in front of the great white throne of judgment. And those whose names are not opened up and found in the book of life are going to be thrown into the lake of fire. That is the second death. That is the final death. And that is what we all have coming to us if we are left with our wages. But Jesus Christ, by going to the cross, He who was sinless became sin for us that we might become His righteousness. Jesus, by going and dying on the cross, basically, in essence, He paid our wages. Jesus paid our wages 
on the cross. Another way of thinking about it might be you get a lot of these uh, people who will buy debt. You know, if you ever had a mortgage and you, you, you bought your mortgage with this one company and the next thing you know you had to send your checks to a different company. You're like, but I made my agreement with this company, company A. Now I've got company B calling, writing me saying I need to send my money to them. What happened? Well, company B bought your debt. Company B said, hey, I'll, I'll write a check, I'll write money to company A, and I'll buy all those mortgages so that they don't have to wait around for them. I'll wait around for them. You know, sometimes your, your debt can be bought several times, and you have no control over who buys your debt. You can't say, no, I don't want my debt bought by them. No, that's, that's between them. You're in debt. That's why, that's why Proverbs warns us about being in debt. Do not be a debtor or a lender even. Stay away from this stuff if you can. Well, we're debtors. We have wages that are coming to us. We're indebted to those wages. We have worked hard. We have worked so hard for the wages of sin. Every day you have clocked in to get your wages for sin. Every day you have put yourself on the line and done the utmost that you could for those wages and your wages are coming to you. And you can't control who owns your debt. But Jesus, when He goes to the cross, when He died on the cross, when He rose again from the cross, when He was on the cross, He took on our sin. He paid, in essence, our wages. Our wages are coming and He paid for them. He bought our debt. He bought it. It's His now. I think of the, the, the parable of the king with the, the servant who, you know, he, the, he, was, he was settling his accounts and he had one servant came to him and that servant owed such a debt to the king he could never repay it. And he begged and pleaded and the king forgave him the debt, right? And of course, Jesus' bigger point of the parable is that he then goes and finds another servant who owes him a smaller debt and he is unforgiving. And Jesus is parable for us is to remind us that because we have been forgiven such an enormous debt, we should forgive one another these little debts, these little sins against each other. But remember, the king, he was owed a debt. But the great thing is, you see, the king has the ability to say, I won't collect on that debt. He can give the gift of forgiveness. He can give the gift of once he has that debt, once he's bought it, he can forgive it. And this is the free gift of God in Jesus Christ. That he can give us eternal life because he has bought our debt through Jesus' death on the cross. And because he rose again from the dead, he can give us life instead. That, that thing that is supposed to give us life, wages, is actually the wages of sin are killing us. But because Jesus died, and rose again, He can offer us life. He can offer us real, true life because Jesus paid our wages on the cross. What remains for us is a question of, will we settle that debt with Jesus? Will we settle that with God? He has offered it to us. Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe. Seek the forgiveness of your sins. Obey. This is what He calls us to do. Not to repay, 
but to receive the forgiveness. So we have seen that that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That, but that, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is how God shows His love toward us. And the reason that Christ died for us is because the wages of sin is death. And He had to pay those wages for us. And when He took on those wages and took on our sin and took on death, He opened up the opportunity for God to grant us and to give us eternal life in Jesus Christ. The question for us, with any gift, are you willing to receive the gift? Are you willing to accept the gift? Are you willing to open the gift? Use the gift? Or do we reject the gift? That's what remains for those who have not believed in Jesus. But for those of us that have believed in Jesus, we've got to remember, and we'll actually get to the, the next week, what is the result of believing in Jesus? What does that mean for us? What is the point besides just what we might call cynically fire insurance, not going to hell? Life is about much more than that. For us, though, we need to remember and, 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 and try to communicate with our loved ones. Why is faith in Jesus so important? Why do we need to believe in Him? Why do we need to give our lives to Him? Because every day, we are working hard at our sin. And our sin is a great taskmaster. Works us hard, but pays us well. The only problem is the wages are death. Sin pays you overtime. Time and a half, too. But it's death. But the free gift, the thing that you cannot buy, the thing that you don't even deserve, that free gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we couldn't have it unless He went to the cross. That's why He had to die. question for us is, will we exchange our wages for the gift? You're earning the death. We are all actively earning death. But we've got to give up our pride and accept the free gift to get life. Let's look at this first one last time. Would you say it with me? And maybe it'll hit us a little differently. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this gift that You have given us in Jesus Christ. Eternal life. Not just forgiveness of sins, but life. The very thing that wages should provide. You've given us life, Lord. And we thank You. And we pray, Lord, that we would receive this gift. 
We recognize the sacrifice that You have made. The sacrifice that Jesus made. Not just on the cross, but we can imagine that every day of His life, He was surrounded by sin. He was surrounded by death. He experienced the results of our sin. He experienced the anger of other people. He experienced short tempers. He experienced ugliness. He experienced death every day of His life. And then He gave His life. Even for those who were nailing Him to the cross, He gave His life for them. And He gave His life for us. Lord, we pray for those who have not yet received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they would recognize that their sin ends in death. That they are earning the results of death every day. Even the the breakdown in relationships and an inability to get along with one another and to treat one another like we should. Lord, we, we look at so many things in our lives and we say, that's just me. That's just the way I am. And, and we need to say, no. That's the way we are when we're fallen. That's the way we are when we are in sin. You didn't make us to be that way. And You have given us a way out. You have paid the wages. You have taken over our debt. And You offer us in its place life through Jesus Christ eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, we pray that we would receive this life that You have given us, this gift You have given us, Lord. We ask these things, Father, today in Jesus' name. Amen. As we 